Hi everybody, welcome back to P.S. Spooky Shiz. Stands for Paranormal Stories and Spooky Shiz. I'm your host Chappie, and in today's episode we'll be jumping into exciting stories that have happened on Hollywood sets of TV shows and movies. Um, when they have used real spells and paranormal stuff start happening. Alright, so it's going to be a pretty excited episode and you might recognize some of these TV shows and movies. So, without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. All right, I'd like to get started and really explore paranormal experiences from actresses, actors, makeup assistants, people on set at these places. So it might be a little jumping all over the place with paranormal stories that they just know or have experienced all the way to, you know, it happening on set while they're doing a horror movie or a horror series. So, with that being said, let's jump right into our first article, which comes to us from MovieWeb. So, this was written by Shazmin Navrange, and it was written this year. Ten Hollywood stars who had horrible paranormal experiences. Are you tired of reading fictional horror? Here's some celebrities' real-life spooky stories that will scare you. Horror movies are fun and thrilling until they happen to a person in real life, giving them all the creepy and frightening feels. Well, many of us might not believe in ghosts, but a few instances in famous people's lives make us rethink their existence, and even scare us at times. At the time, there are also people who enjoy reading and watching real-life horror stories, deriving pleasure from the horrifying stimulation and anticipating what links the ghost would go to haunt them. Celebrities' glamour-filled on-screen lives are known to many, but were you aware of the paranormal activities some of them went through in their off-screen lives? Indeed, many well-known stars have opened up in past interviews about their terrifying paranormal encounters. Some have shared their personal experiences, but the rest proved that even horror movie sets are even scarier than the films we watch. If you're weak-hearted, make sure to calm yourself down before going forward. If you're a horror lover, these stories might definitely give you an adrenaline rush. Here's a list of 10 celebrities who had horrible paranormal experiences. McKenna Grace Annabelle is indeed a frightening doll in the horror movies, but it also exists in real life and is stored in the Warren's Occult Museum in Monroe. Many filmmakers have used the eerie doll by giving it an unpleasant appearance in The Conjuring and the Annabelle franchises. While filming Annabelle Comes Home, which was released in 2019, some frightening incidents took place on set. McKenna Grace, who plays Judy in the film, shared her Annabelle-related experience in an interview. According to Grace, in the initial days of shooting, when she arrived at the haunted house set during her rehearsal, her nose started bleeding suddenly. The lights went off due to some reset issues. When she went to use tissue in the restroom, what she observed was the bleeding had vanished. The set was then graced with God's blessings in order to banish the negative energy. Grace revealed that even though she had done many scary scenes, this one stood out. Number 9. 
Salma Hayek. Haunted houses have been an element of every other horror film, where the family moves in even after being aware of the bizarre incidents that happened earlier, all for a wonderful ghostly adventure. However, for Salma Hayek, it wasn't the case, as she didn't know her London house was haunted. In an interview on the Ellen DeGeneres show, she opened up about her house having a spooky presence. That's why she called an expert to find out what was wrong with the house. The expert did find 20 bad ghosts and made them leave, but some of the spirits refused to leave, and as per the experts, they were the good ones, so there was nothing to worry about. But what made her think her house was haunted? Well, some of her staff were on the verge of resigning as they experienced lights turning on and off automatically, a piano starting to play out of nowhere, and windows and doors closing and opening on their own. Number 8. Miley Cyrus Miley Cyrus is one of the most established singers in the Hollywood industry, but her hidden talent also consists of investigating ghosts. Once, the Flowers singer narrated the incident where her sister became a target of ghosts. According to Cyrus, her sister was bathing, and then she suddenly screamed, drawing her attention. When Cyrus went inside the bathroom, she saw the knob turn, and the water transformed into hot water, resulting in her sister almost being red and burning. Cyrus also felt that a boy was actually sitting on the sink watching her bathe, too. Being utterly brave, she brought in her investigative skills and found out that a son and a dad used to live prior in the bakery now-turned-apartment where she thinks their mom died. She suspected that the ghost she was seeing was their son. Not just Cyrus and her sister, but her ex-husband Liam Hensworth and the Cyrus family also experienced paranormal activities in the house, so they decided to leave it and never look back. Number 7. Kendall Jenner The Kardashians and Jenners are a blessed family when it comes to fortune and wealth, but it seems they aren't shielded from the supernatural activities at Kris Jenner's mansion. Even though Kendall Jenner isn't sure if it's really a ghost or just an illusion at her mom's house, she does believe in the existence of ghosts. In an interview, she talked about how she and Kylie Jenner heard the footsteps of someone walking on the roof. Not just that, but even Kylie's shower used to turn on automatically, which solidified her trust in ghost presence. The sister duo and their other friends have used a Ouija board to connect with spirits and have asked them pretty stupid questions. The game's answers used to disrupt their sleep by making them scared, leading them to running to sleep in the same bed as their friend's mom. Well, as fun as the Ouija board game might seem, unknowingly, it has the ability to summon ne negative energy at times when you least expect it. Keanu Reeves A ghost with no body or face might sound like a terrifying thing to witness, but this thing has actually happened to John Wick actor Keanu Reeves. When Reeves was little, just at the age of six or seven, he experienced a paranormal encounter for the first time in his new apartment. Reeves, his sister, and Nanny moved to Australia, where they lived in an apartment that might have been spooky. According to Reeves, suddenly a jacket came flying through the doorway, and no one was wearing it. It was just a jacket with an invisible body, and it just kept flying around and suddenly disappeared. At first, Reeves didn't believe it to be real until he saw the face of his nanny who was also scared. That's when it struck him that it was something really weird and paranormal. Number 5. Demi Lovato Demi Lovato is one of the most famous singers in the music industry with a huge fan following. However, Lovato's fan club 
also includes ghosts. Yes, you read that right. In the docu-series titled Undefined, or Unidentified with Demi Lovato, the singer went to Vulture City in Arizona with her friend and paranormal investigator. Vulture City is known for its ghostly presence, and the trio even stumbled upon a ghost named Carmen, Ryan Reynolds. A haunting experience has the power to make an actor quit doing horror films. Many celebrities have reported that they have faced paranormal experience during shooting of horror films, and that's what happened even with Ryan Reynolds. He was part of a film named The Amityville Horror, directed by Andrew Douglas. According to Reynolds, the production was shut down for a few days because a dead body showed up at shore. Apart from that, a few crew members woke up suddenly at exactly 3.15, just like the film's events. However, he felt this was a coincidence, might be a subconscious thing. But one thing that disturbed him was the haunted house, which existed since the 1800s and was modified to look like Amityville. He considered the experience in that particular house upsetting. Number three, Vera Farmiga. Horror movies will come and go, but the Conjuring franchise will always be one of the fan favorites, and to date, audiences have rewatched it. But do you know that on sets of the first Conjuring film, paranormal activity took place? Vera Farmiga, who plays the role of Lorraine Warren, a paranormal investigator alongside Patrick Wilson's Ed Warren, faced two haunting events. The first one took place before the filming of The Conjuring, when Farmiga had a creative conversation with director James Wan. After the call ended, she opened her laptop to learn more about the character she was to play, which was Lorraine. She saw three claw marks on her computer screen, which was quite spooky. After the 2013 film wrapped up, when she woke up the next morning, she saw her thighs bruised with three thin claw marks. But per her, it wasn't that painful, and she had no idea where it came from. Mike Coulter Mike Coulter is popularly known for his Marvel character, Luke Cage, who made appearances in his standalone series, Luke Cage, The Defenders, and Jessica Jones. Recently, he also starred in a TV series called Evil, where he plays the role of David Acosta, alongside Katja Herbers as Dr. Kristen Bouchard. The duo works together to investigate the supernatural things taking place in the church. Even though his character was brave and curious enough to get involved in paranormal things, his young, real self was terrified at of a hag sitting on his chest every night. Coulter faced a lot of difficulties waking up, breathing, and opening his eyes when asleep. He informed his mother about the issue, and she revealed that a witch was drawn to him because his spirit was unsettled. And number one, Jessica Alba. Similar to how modern filmmakers love to add kids to horror movies for shock value, even the ghosts have another level of obsession with haunting innocent children. But in reality, a paranormal experience can just become a lasting bad memory in a person's mind as they grow up. Once, Jessica Alba sh shared her childhood haunted experience, which she remembers to this day. According to Alba, she was faced with an evil force in her childhood when she was kind of paralyzed like she couldn't talk, scream, or get up off the bed. She was convinced that there was a ghostly presence in her parents' old house, but soon the house was blessed to get rid of the evil. 
Adult Jessica Alba has experienced a spooky situation too. Once she posted a selfie on Instagram and a creepy figure was seen in her background, which caught many fans' attention. Hopping over to BuzzFeed, where they have an article, these 15 paranormal encounters cast and crew had on set are scarier than the horror movies themselves. By Kristen Harris. Right. Number one. The first time the cast of Annabelle Comes Home were all together on set, the lights went out, and they didn't come back on until actors asked, Annabelle, are you there? When the lights came back on, 12-year-old McKenna Grace had a heavy nosebleed, as we've already heard. Number two. The Twilight Zone was already believed to be a place to place a curse on its stars leading to mysterious deaths and it culminated with a helicopter crash on the set of the movie adaptation killed actor Vic Morrow and two child actors. After the incident, Warner Brothers Vice President John Sylvia created a committee to craft safety regulations for every single aspect of the film industry. While filming The Conjuring, actor Vera Farmiga began seeing mysterious trio of claw marks everywhere from her computer screen to her own thigh. The demon from the movie has three fingers and three talons. Alright, we already knew about that one. According to Urban Legend, the spirit of Heather O'Rourke, the child actor who starred in Poltergeist, haunted the set of Ghost. Ghost was filmed on the very soundstage Heather once filmed on. Filming The Exorcist was shut down for six weeks after the entire set for the McNeil family home burned down except for Reagan's demon-possessed bedroom. Production brought in a Jesuit priest to bless the set. Number six, an accidental fire in the processing lab destroyed 13,500 feet of the Omens remake film, including the scene that reveals the identity of the Antichrist. The infamous birthmark scene had to be reshot in its entirety. Number seven, while filming The House of the Devil, the cast and crew stayed at the allegedly haunted Yankee Peddler Inn, and they would go and shoot this satanic horror movie nearby, and the weirder stuff would happen back at the hotel. The experience inspired director T. West to return to the hotel and make The Innkeepers, a movie about the story behind it. Number eight, on the set of Annabelle Comes Home, a piano bench moved around the replica of the Warren's artifact room on its own. It moved overnight on several occasions, despite the fact that the set was locked. Number nine, while filming The Conjuring, Vera Farmiga repeatedly woke up between three and four a.m. The witching hour, which is also the famous time, which is also the time frame when the witch in the movie dies. Her sleep troubles persisted even after the movie wrapped. Number ten, while shooting a scene for The Nun. In a Romanian castle, director Corin Hardy stepped into a room to get out of the camera's way, and he saw two mysterious figures. After the take, he turned to speak to the men he assumed were crew members, but they were gone. Alright, number 11. Actor Laura Harrington always felt like someone was going to die on the set of Maximum Overdrive. A fear that was made worse by the near-death experience several crew members had as well as the hurricane that hit during the production. Every day we had security because the movie was very dangerous, camera assistant Sylvia Galetti said. 
A series of inexplicable events, such as lights exploding during important scenes and gusts of wind in a room with closed doors on the set of The Possession, led actor Jeffrey Dean Morgan to believe in the supernatural. After production wrapped, a fire destroyed all the props except the replica of the haunted Dybbuk box that inspired the movie. The 2013 Return to Babylon was shot on silent movie era film, and the actors' faces seemed to morph into demons periodically as the scenes were played back. Director Alex Monte Kanawati sent the film to experts at the Brooks Institute in Santa Barbara, but they weren't able to find any explanation for the ghostly figures. Number 14. A few weeks into shooting The Conjuring, actor Joey King woke up covered in unexplained bruises, which also happens to her character's mother in the film. The issue went away towards the end of production and never returned. We'll get more into that story later. Number 15. While the Lords of Salem was shooting in an allegedly haunted Linda Vista Community Hospital, a buzzer kept going off in a patient's room, despite the fact that there were no patients there. Crew member Jennifer Spence told Cosmopolitan, I'm sure there was something in there, especially in the basement. We'll take a short break and then jump right back into the stories. Alright, so now we're going to go over to TravelChannel.com where they have an article all about 13 celebs that basically have ghostly encounters. So we'll start at number one, uh, Holly Madison. The Girls Next Door star, Holly Madison, is no stranger to the paranormal. When Gothic Para investigator asked in a now-deleted TikTok comment if she owned anything haunted, Holly responded with an emphatic yes, a house. Madison says she's had multiple strange encounters in her home. Most recently, when she told her boyfriend there'd been lots of activity in the house, he began egging on the spirit to mess with Holly. Right after the phone call, she found a mysterious greeting scrawled into her kitchen counter. In a later video, she recounted her first experience with a ghost at the Playboy Mansion, teasing that she's got more to share on her guest episode on the podcast Ghost Magnet, who also conducted a seance in her home for a TMZ Halloween special. Alright, Kristen Stewart. Stewart has dabbled both on and off screen with the paranormal. In a 2019 interview for September issue of Vanity Fair, she mused, who knows what ghosts are, but there's an energy that I'm really sensitive to, not just with ghosts, but with people. People stay in rooms all the time. Connecting to her role as a medium in the 2016 film Personal Shopper, Stewart said if she picks up on something strange on set or in an apartment, she'll talk to the entities. I will literally be like, no, please, I cannot deal. Anyone else, but it cannot be me. Megan Fox? In a 2014 interview with MTV, Fox confirmed that she's open to the possibility of Bigfoot, absolutely believes in aliens, and has heard ghosts. She described an experience in Mexico City, during which both she and her nanny heard what they presumed to be room service enter the adjacent living area and pour coffee. When they entered the room, there was no evidence that anyone had been there, and 30 minutes later, they were both startled when the actual room service knocked on the door. Powerhouse singer Cher revealed that she believes she is visited by her late husband and business partner, Sonny Bono. During a Reddit Q&A, she explains to fans, I actually think that Sonny makes a light go on. 
She went on to tell TMZ, it's a totally peaceful thing. Cher believes it can only be Sunny flipping the switch, not some lingering specter, because she is the one who built the house. I was not a believer in the paranormal, though sometimes things happen to you or you experience something and you look at every possible other avenue. You use words like coincidence or figment of my imagination. But as those boxes are checked off the list, I don't have any other answer for what my experience was. Mendel's home was harassed by a presence that appeared as a bearded man. First the family's au pair was targeted, then his daughter. The events were tragic enough that Mandel eventually ended up selling the home. Helena Bonham Carter Carter is known for the extensive research and charisma she brings to each of her roles. For her portrayal of the Crown's Princess Margaret that included reading every biography, inter interviewing friends and family, and consulting with the psychic. In an interview with The Guardian, Carter revealed that she had reached out to the princess, who passed away in 2002, through a medium to ask for her blessing. So I asked her, are you okay with me playing you? And she said, you're better than the other actress. Margaret did have a few pointers for Carter. She said, but you're going to have to brush up and be more groomed and neater. In a parting, imparting the princess, a lifelong smoker made a point to emphasize the con conversational utility of a cigarette holder. Jessica Alba. I know we've mentioned her before, but this seems like a different story. There was definitely something in my parents' old house. I don't know what it was. I really can't explain it, Alba told the Sydney Morning Herald in a 2008 interview. Alba says that when she was 17, she woke up immobilized, feeling pressure on her bed. Whatever was there pulled the covers from her bed, sending her heading straight for the door. I screamed and ran to my parents' room, and I don't think I spent many nights in that house ever again. Ariana Grande in the summer of 2013, Grande visited Kansas City's Stoll Cemetery, known as one of the gates of hell. She told Us Weekly, I felt this sick, overwhelming feeling of negativity over the whole car, and we smelled sulfur, which is the sign of a demon. I was like, this is scary, let's leave. The singer says she snapped a photo that captured three faces of textbook demons. Following the incident, a number of strange occurrences, including loud rumbles, whispers, and shadowy figures, inspired her to delete the photo. This one is Keanu Reeves, which we've already covered. Miley Cyrus as well. Gigi Hadid. A bedroom in the attic of an old house sounds like the perfect setup for a horror flick, but that was Gigi Hadid's reality as a child. She told Vogue that she and her sister would hear strange noises in the closet. When they brought their concerns to her father, he informed them that the home had previously been owned by an older woman. Taking it in stride, the girls made friends with the spirit. We would talk to her. We'd be like, girl, we'll bring you some tea. Emma Stone. I've had a few, Emma Stone responded when David Letterman asked if she'd had any unexplainable metaphysical experiences. She went on to explain that she had objects materialize out of thin air. My grandfather leaves quarters. It's him. It's absolutely him. Despite Letterman's skepticism, Stone is resolute in her belief. It's not a logical thing. It's magical. Matthew McConaughey. Ironically, during a press release for his film Ghosts of Girlfriends Past, McConaughey revealed that his home was a host to an entity called Madame Blue. She wasn't that happy. It didn't seem like she was going to be much fun to hang around. 
and have in my house. So I went ahead and stood my ground. I opened the door and said, you can move around all you want, but I'm not going anywhere. He said visitors to the house would inevitably come up to alert him that there was someone standing in the hallway. However, things eventually calmed down in the Hollywood home, and now his guests are invariably in love with Madame Blue's room. All right, so we hop on over to GQ India, where they have seven spooky things that happen to cast and crew while filming these horror movies by Shika Talwar. Number one, The Exorcist. The entire set burned down and at least three people died. Many of us were introduced to the great genre of horror with The Exorcist. The dark film follows the exorcism of a 12-year-old girl, Regan, and it's a little unnerving to watch. According to multiple reports, paranormal occurrences were an everyday affair on set. In fact, at one point, one of the two sets built for the film burnt down completely. But that's not spooky, right? Accidents happen. The two sets, however, were very close to each other, and the one that burnt down was the McNeil home. The one that was saved was Reagan's bedroom. Although no one was injured in the fire, three cast and crew deaths that happened later are also associated with the film. A few days after Jack McGowan finished filming his scenes, he passed away unexpectedly. After his death, a security guard and an FX worker also died. Number two, Poltergeist. The lead actor died very suddenly. Her unfortunate death was followed by more bad news. Poltergeist franchise is well known for its stunning scare sequence and weird consistency in its plot, but it's still a revered classic. At least the original is. Long before the reboot came to the screens near you in 2015, the original flick's second installation was overshadowed by multiple deaths. Heather O'Rourke, the star kid of the film, died at age 12. She suffered a cardiac arrest while working on the next installment. The actress playing her older sister, Dominique Dunn, also died. She was reportedly murdered by an ex-boyfriend just one day before the movie premiered. And long before the second installment even made it to theaters, like O'Rourke, the producer died. Number 3. The Exorcism of Emily Rose Loud music would start playing without any cues. Yes, this is the film where Dexter's Deborah, Jennifer Carpenter, plays the lead role. The film is not a horror masterpiece, but is good enough to keep you up at night. In an interview, Carpenter said that though she wasn't haunted by any ghosts during the filming of the project, but two or three times while she was going to sleep, her radio turned on by itself. The only time it scared me was once because it was really loud and it was Pearl Jam's Alive. She told Dread Central, Well, we're not fans of subliminal messaging, but come on, the Amityville Horror? The cast would suddenly wake up at 3.15 a.m. The real-life mass murderer, Ronald Defoe Jr., killed six members of his family. The Innkeepers, 2011. Lights and TVs would flicker all the time while shooting at the real-life haunted hotel. Shot at a supposed real-life haunted hotel, the Yankee Peddler Inn, which we've already mentioned, is the uh, inspiration for the movie The Innkeepers. The plot follows the lives of two employees who are determined to re reveal the hotel's haunted past after disturbing events start taking place with old guests check-in. Apparently, during filming, the lights and TVs would flicker constantly. According to reports, many crew members weren't comfortable at the hotel and would get very vivid and disturbing dreams at night. 
I think we'll go into more detail on this specific story in a later uh, article. But basically, this is all about the actors from The Conjuring um, waking up covered in bruises, the same as the parents claim to have had. All right. Annabelle, mysterious scratches appeal appeared on the windows and sudden death scared the entire crew. For those obsessed with film-based cursed objects, the Annabelle franchise is a treat, albeit a cringy treat at times, but definitely worth watching. While filming the first part in 2014, the director found eerie scratch marks on the window of their set on the first day itself. This incident was followed by a whole range of creepy instances that had a direct link to the film. In a conversation with The Hollywood Reporter, Peter Safran, producer of Annabelle and The Conjuring, said, The first day that the demon was shooting in full makeup, we brought the demon up in the elevator. He walks out and walks around to the green room to where he's holding, we're holding the talent. And just as he walks under, a giant glass light fixture is being followed by the actor playing the handyman of the building. And all of a sudden, the entire glass fixture falls down on his head the janitor's head and in the script the demon kills the janitor in the hallway it was totally freaky all right this was written by allison foreman and we'll try not to repeat any the horrifying deaths surrounding rosemary's baby this mia farrow starring classic undoubtedly champions the most terrifying occurrence of any film on this list and may even take the cake for most misfortunate movie in history Numerous tragic deaths, including the murder of director Roman Polanski's wife, Sharon Tate, by members of the Manson family, plagued the film's cast and crew following its successful release. One near death, however, may have close ties to these horrendous events to some kind of curse. Less than a year after the premiere of Rosemary's Baby, producer William Castle was hospitalized with severe kidney stones. As a result, Castle experienced hallucinations of scenes from the film and was said to have at one point screamed, Rosemary, for God's sake, drop the knife. One could easily argue that it would make sense for a producer's subconscious to bring up his jarring recent work in a moment of distress, but something about this particular utterance screams paranormal possession. Castle survived the ordeal, but as Vanity Fair points out, he was never again part of the major hit. We go over to People.com just like People Magazine. And we read an article by Lydia Price called Celebs Who Have Had Actual Ghost Encounters. In 2022, the singer embarked on her own journey into the world of the supernatural with the Di Discovery Plus series Conjuring Kesha. To me, the supernatural comes naturally, Kesha wrote in a press statement about the series. It started with my insatiable curiosity, my eternal searching for something bigger than myself. This has motivated my art, informed my music, and has given me a purpose to my entire life. It's an eternal search for a proof of God, and it's the adventures that I have with my friends that take pilgrimages to the next level and make them a reality. Joy Behar? On October 2022 episode of The View, the television personality opened about her experiences with spirits while chatting with her co-hosts about a woman who allegedly had sexual ghosts in her home. I've had sex with a few ghosts and never got pregnant, Behar quietly admitted after co-host Sarah Haynes asked if someone could become pregnant after having sex with a spirit. As her co-host burst into laughter, Whoopi Goldberg replied, 
I'm just going to let that ride. I don't know how many of you just heard what Joy just said, but I'm just going to let that ride. Number three, Vanessa Hutchins. During an appearance on The Kelly Clarkson Show in April 2022, Hudgens told Kelly Clarkson that she had a lot of run-ins with spiritual beings over the years, and that she's accepted the fact that I see things and I hear things. I remember getting ready for school when I was eight years old, and there was, you know, those ducks, the toys that you pull the string. There was one of those in the dining room table, and I started walking, and it just started going alongside me, Hutchins said. I kind of shut it down for a while because it's scary. The unknown is scary. But recently I was like, no, this is a gift and something I have the ability to do. So I'm going to lean into it. Hutchins added that she uses a spirit box, which she says helps her analyze radio frequencies really quickly. Somet something about the electricity that allows spirits to speak through it, she explained. Number four, Dorinda Medley. While chatting with people before Halloween 2021, the Real Housewives of New York City alumna spoke about ghostly visitors when she believed that she believes roams the halls of her historic Berkshires, Massachusetts estate. I think that if you are a good person, you will have good spirits in your life. I think if you're a negative or bad person, that attracts negative spirits. Because I've suffered loss, I believe that people don't go away. They just transform into different energy. So I definitely think there's all kinds of good energy, blessed energy in this house. Noting that she was never once felt frightened while living in her home, Medley continues, Have I felt like the presence of my late husband Richard or the presence of maybe, you know, someone that I think loves me, a guard? Yes. Last night, I was actually like, God, I feel like this guardian angel thing going on. But that makes me happy, she added. She shared that her childhood home in Texas housed a ghost in a 2013 article she wrote for BuzzFeed. My house in Texas is so ridiculously haunted, she wrote, not by a bad spirit, but a little girl. I think her name is Emily. I had a medium come over and a ghost hunter, and they both told me the name was Emily. There were so many times that I saw her when I was growing up. Lovato continued, I believe that everyone can tune into that part of their mind. I think I have a really strong connection to the afterlife. When I walk into a room, I can tell that something has happened there, or not, or if a hotel is haunted. Right? Peter Weber. In October 2021, the former Bachelor star told Page Six he has been searching for New York City for spirits with celebrity medium Jonathan Mark. He had this great idea to go on do this ghost tour. I was actually, not going to lie, a little tentative. Weber shared the historic tour of the West Village. He hoped to continue the hobby, adding, I've always believed in that kind of stuff. I've not been too skeptical, and John's definitely got a gift. Lily Collins. The extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile star, uh, that's the name of the Netflix special, <laughs> believes she received some support. Uh, support from the ghosts of Ted Bundy's victims while preparing to take the role of the infamous serial killer's ex-girlfriend, Elizabeth Clover. Collins told The Guardian in April 2019 that she was woken up by flashes of images like the aftermath of a struggle every night at 3.05 a.m. while filming. I discovered that 3 a.m. is the time when the veil between realms is the thinnest and one can be visited, Collins told the outlet. I didn't feel scared. I felt supported. I felt like people were saying, we're here listening. We're here to support. Thank you for telling the story. Megan Mullally. The Will and Grace star believed a house she and husband Nick Offerman once lived in was haunted by a spirit of Nicole Brown Simpson, the wife of former NFL star OJ Simpson, who was murdered in 1994. 
It wasn't the same house, but it was the same property where had once stood a house that O.J. Simpson had rented for Nicole Brown Simpson, Mullally said during an appearance on Busy Tonight in 2018. We'd have in that house, in one corner of the house, like maybe where the bedroom used to be in the old house, we'd have all these sounds and weird things all the time. It would be like, that's Nicole, she's pissed because Nick doesn't get it. Mullally believed the spirit settled down after Offerman watched Docu entries and the American crime story about her murder. Ever since then, no more sounds. She just needed Nick to understand what happened. Chloe Savigny. Years ago, Savigny and boyfriend spent the night at a Massachusetts home where Lizzie Borden allegedly killed her father and stepmother with an axe in 19, or 1892. I kept hearing all these weird moaning and groaning noises, but there wasn't anybody in the house. It was terrifying. It was pretty early, and my then-boyfriend was like, I have to leave, she told Entertainment Weekly. The eerie experience inspired Vinny's to produce and star in Lizzie, the 2018 film that reimagined the infamous crime. Dale Earnhardt Jr. On an episode of the Dale Jr. Download podcast, Earnhardt Jr. opened up about Strange Encounter when the conversation shifted to ghosts and spirits. When I wrecked in the Corvette in 2004 in Sonoma and it caught fire, someone pulled me out of that car, Earnhardt Jr. recounted, and I thought that it was a corner worker because I felt someone put their hands under my armpits and pull me out of the car. I didn't get out. I don't have any memory of myself climbing out of the car. He continued, and I remember sort of moving like in motion, like going to lean forward trying to climb out of the car. And then someone grabbed me under my armpits, pulled me up over the door bars, and then let go of me. I fell to the ground, and there's pictures of me lying on the ground next to the car. I know that when I got to the hospital, I was like, who pulled me out of the car? I gotta say thanks to this person. But it was because it was a hand. It was a physical hand grabbing me. I felt it, but there was nobody there. The moment Earnhardt Jr. said, will be probably the closest thing to a paranormal encounter he has experienced, if it's real. 16. Kate Hudson According to E! News, during the appearance on Chatty Man in 2014, Hudson revealed that she and her mom, Goldie Hawn, see dead people. It's not really seeing, it is feeling a spirit, she clarified. A fifth energy. I believe in energy. I believe our brains can manifest into visual, into visual things. The actress added that once she saw a ghost of a woman with no face and shared some tips for dealing with a ghostly situation. When you see something, you are supposed to tell the energy what year it is and that they don't belong here, she said. Lucy Hale? I have a ghost in my house, the Pretty Little Liar star revealed to Hollywood zine, teen zine in 2010, explaining that her coffee maker once came on by itself at 1 a.m. Hale added, doors close, not slam, but they close, and I have a motion sensor that lights up in my apartment, and I swear it lights up sometimes and nothing's under it, and my dog barks a lot. I don't feel threatened, that threatened, but it definitely freaks me out. Initially, skeptic Lenny became a believer after meeting one of the famed ghosts of Broadway, Belasco Theater. It's absolutely haunted, she told James Corden on The Late Late Show of her former workplace. I was not a believer. I had been told about the ghosts at the Belasco. There was a mysterious death of a chorus girl at the theater. Legend is that the final dress rehearsals, that's when the ghost came out. 
I had forgotten this, and I was doing a play with Jane Alexander, and I turned to Jane Alexander and looked up to the upper balcony. There are two balconies there, and the upper balcony you can only get into from the outside. The doors were locked, and I looked up, and there was a woman standing in the front row, looking with a blue dress and blonde hair, and I just thought, well, hello. I looked back at Jane, and I looked back up, and she was gone. Lenny was further convinced that it was a paranormal experience when she confronted the theater's house manager. I went to the house manager and said, Joe, I think I saw a ghost. And he went, male or female? I said, female. And he went, blue dress, blonde hair. All right, let's take a little break and jump right back into the stories after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, jumping right back into that People article. We're at number 20 with Claudia Schiffer. All right, let's see what her experience has been. While giving Architectural Digest a tour of her Tudor mansion in England, the supermodel revealed her family shares the home with residents from beyond the grave. We had a medium go around, and she told us that actually all the ghosts in the house are lovely. No one needs to be scared, she said. We welcome all the ghosts, basically. According to Schiffer, the ghost haunting habits are creepy, but pretty harmless. We hear creaking noises and strange things happen sometimes, like music comes on. Selena Gomez. I keep the hands to myself singer confessed that her paranormal believer status during a 2015 visit to The Tonight Show. I believe in ghosts, so I have a ghost app. I believe that spirits can tap into technology. Why not, right? Gomez told host Jimmy Fallon. According to Gomez, the app has detected otherworldly presences around her in the past. Look, I was in a venue and actually said people in my life by name. 25. Allison Hannigan In 2003, Hannigan told SF Gate she shared her California home with an unexpected resident. I have a ghost in my house, she said. I saw him a couple months ago. I don't think he died because there's a law in L.A., when you buy a house, if someone dies there, they have to disclose that, and nobody did, so I don't think that's why he's there. But he's very friendly, she continued. My friend saw him first one night. She said, I don't mean to alarm you, but I just saw a man follow us out of the house. And I said, well, at least he's gentlemanly. He let us go first. Later that night, I saw a silhouette of a man standing in the bathroom doorway. I was like, sweetie, what are you doing? I thought it was then-fiancé Alexis Denisoff, but then I looked, and Alexis was asleep next to me. Jenna Bush Hager The former first daughter believed that the White House was home to the same mysterious spirits, or to some mysterious spirits. I heard a ghost, Hager claimed on The Tonight Show in 2009. I was asleep, and there was a fireplace in my room, and all of a sudden I heard 1920s music coming out. I could feel it. I freaked out and ran into my sister's room, and she was like, please go back to sleep. This is ridiculous. So we're kind of going back and forth between things that have happened on set and actors and actresses that believe in ghosts. 
Um, but we'll get into the specifics on some of the truly scary uh, later on in this episode. We go over to Insider, where of course they're going to have a lot of the same ones that we've already mentioned. But I will stick to just the ones that we haven't. Lisa Rina says that she's always believed in the paranormal of the spirit world. The reality TV show appeared on the show Celebrity Ghost Stories and said that she used to feel this breeze go behind her in a luxurious home that she and husband Harry Hamlin moved into together. After the birth of their first child, Rena said she felt like the six-week-old baby was, some, was talking to someone that wasn't in the room in a coherent manner. Rena said that the same thing happened with her second daughter, and one night at 3 a.m., she heard a blissful laugh. The actress said she saw a woman standing at her crib, and her baby laughed and talked with the ghost. Ghostbusters star Melissa McCarthy has encountered ghosts more than once. McCarthy told Ellen DeGeneres that her great-grandmother lived with her family, and three weeks after, she died. The actress saw her, just fully standing there in the same house dress and apron that she always had on. She also said that she had another paranormal experience when she moved into the house in Colorado with her sister and saw a mysterious force repeatedly slam the kitchen door open. Right? Bunch of ones that we've already covered. All right. According to Rolling Stone, Rihanna avoids a popular California spot because she's afraid of ghosts. In 2013 cover story for the magazine, the singer said that she stays away from Chateau Marmont. You can feel it, man. She said, it's borrowed space. Zach Braff said that he saw a dead person once. I'm not even joking, the actor who starred alongside Kate Hudson in Wish I Was Here said on the Chatty Man Show, I saw a ghost in my house, he continued. I woke up and I did the thing that people do in movies and literally spent a couple of seconds rubbing my eyes, and it was still there. Sting said he never believed in ghosts and was very skeptical about it until he lived with them. The musician told Jimmy Fallon that he lived in a haunted house in North London, and each morning everything had been reorganized in the kitchen. Furniture was in a different place, bottles were smashed, plates were smashed on the floor, he said. The singer said that he and his wife also saw a female ghost and a child ghost in the home. I liked the ghost. I enjoyed their company. All right, Jessica Chastain says that she stayed at a haunted house in London. The actress shared the story during an appearance on The Late Late Show in 2016, where she said at the time she was busy filming a lot of night scenes for The Huntsman, Winter's War, and typically wouldn't return home until 3.30 a.m. As I started taking my clothes off to put on my pajamas, the light started to dim, and I thought, okay, I must be having a stroke, she said. Every light in the room, except the bedside tables, slowly started to go on. The actress added, saying that she felt like she was on some alien spaceship. Chastain said that the room also went pitch black, and she spoke aloud to the spirits and hoped it would leave her alone. I saw things moving around on our counter, the doors opening and closing, the actor told Esquire in 2013. He added, the staff also has experiences, direct contact in terms of tactile touching, and then turning around and there's no one there. Somebody crawling or crawled into bed with me once. Leah Michelle said that her previous New York apartment was haunted. I feel like a lot of people say, yes, I saw a ghost, the Glee star said, on A Little Late with Lily Singh in 2019. 
but I really truly had a ghost in an old apartment that I lived in in New York. Michelle recalled being in the home and hearing a burst from upstairs. When we went to investigate, she found that nothing was out of place and assumed that her window might have opened due to the windstorm. I'm alone and I'm looking at this window and I'm like, it's all in my head. And just as I say that, the window goes, whoosh. She added, also weirdly, I would hear someone singing in the apartment and then I left. Dr. Sleep star Ewan McGregor said he was haunted on his 20th birthday. During the appearance on The Late Night with Seth Meyers and in early 2020, the actor says that he was in drama school in London around the same time as Easter and Passover when he had a supernatural encounter. McGregor said that everyone had gone away for the holidays, except for him, so he stole someone's VCR and watched the movie Blue Velvet. Afterwards, something strange happened. I was standing, running a bath, leaning in the doorway in a robe, he recalled. I was suddenly struck with this pain in my back, and I ripped off my robe, and there was a big bl black burn mark on the back of my robe. The Birds of Prey star said that there was no indication that his robe caught fire. There is no logical explanation for what happened. When he looked at the robe again, it was singed, and he had a black burn mark on his shoulder. McGregor went on to recount the story to the man who owned the apartment below him. The tenant then told McGregor that the man who previously owned the apartment was a recluse who died after his kettle set fire to the kitchen and severely burned his back. I never saw him, but that was a bit odd, the actor said of being haunted. The Craft Legacy, director and writer Zoe Listner-Jones said that she had ghost encounters on the set of the 2020 horror movie. Lister Jones spoke to, about the experience during an interview for The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon. They filmed in an old mansion. When she went to scope it out in the movies, with the movie's cinematographer, they both held, felt a heavy energy when they stepped in. Then, when they were shooting the movie a few weeks later, Lister Jones said that things immediately started going awry. Other crew members said they felt pressure in their chest, and star Kaylee Spaney, said that she saw a mysterious photo on her phone when she unlocked the device. Lister Jones went on to tell Fallon that she was later informed by the house's owners that the building used to be a hospice where over 300 people died. WandaVision star Kat Dennings said that she grew up in an old haunted house. During a virtual appearance on Jimmy Kimmel Live in February 2021, Denning said that she lived in a very old house that was built in 1694, located in Winewood, Pennsylvania. It was haunted as hell, Denning said of the home, which was a historical landmark. The actress said that she lives there from ages 7 to 15, and during that time she saw some stuff. There were some intense experiences there, and the classic stuff like lights going on and off, things going missing, and showing up in weird places, and the cold, Denning said. American Horror Story star Lily, uh, let me get this last name right, Rabe, felt all kinds of energy and magic while filming in New Orleans. You feel things, and there's a lot of magic in that city, Rabe told Digital Spy of filming the anthology show Coven, in which she portrayed as a witch. All kinds of magic and energy, and feeling that you might be in a room alone, but you're not necessarily the only one there. She added, that's definitely happened for us a lot. Glee star Chris Colfer recalled his paranormal experience on a podcast. While appearing on Ghosted by Roz Dresfilez, 
Colfer said that his first experience happened when he was approximately four years old, when he was playing in his mom's closet. The actor said that he saw the doorknob of the closet slowly start to turn and thought it was his mother returning home from work. So he came up with the idea to jump out and scare her, but he popped out and shouted boo and there was no one in the room. Colfer said that when he bought his first house in LA, strange things started happening within the first month of me being fully moved in. I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would just see things at the foot of my bed. One night, I woke up and I saw a man in a janitor's uniform, just standing at the foot of my bed, just staring at me. Colfer said he stared at the figure for several minutes and eventually it just faded away. A few weeks later, the actor said he saw a boy with blonde hair hiding behind the curtains of my bedroom, just peeking out and looking at me around dawn. My abrupt movement scared him, and he disappeared, Colfer said. Courtney Cox said that she saw something in her London apartment. I was awake and all of a sudden I saw these faces. She said during an appearance on the late night show with Seth Meyers in 2022, some of them didn't look that welcoming. Some of them looked like what I would imagine the devil to look like. The friend star said that she saw waves of light, but her partner, Johnny McDade, didn't believe her. We go over to Us Weekly or Us Magazine and they have an article Celebrity Ghost Stories, Stars Who Claimed They've Had Supernatural Encounters Joe Jonas I don't know what it is about me or my brothers, but we attract ghosts. The DNCE frontman said during a November 2022 appearance at the Late Late Show with James Corden, I live in a haunted house with a few roommates back in the day here in Los Angeles. He said... That during this tenure, police would show up at the door claiming they've gotten calls from the house asking for help. When he and his roommates checked the landline, the phone was unplugged. Just creepy things like that. After we moved out, Olivia Wilde moved in. She bought the house, and they moved out pretty quick, too. Zoe Coletti and Lana Condor, the Boo Bitch co-stars, revealed in July 2022 that they experienced paranormal activity while filming the Netflix series. When we were filming in the cemetery, there was a ghost detector that we were using in the scene, and it was a real ghost detector, Coletti said. It kept going off while we were filming in the cemetery. Condor explained that she was drawn into the role after having weird paranormal things happen to her throughout her life. I remember I had dinner with the producers early on. I was telling them all these scary stories, she recalled. But yeah, listen, I'm afraid. Like, don't. Please don't. Like, stop doing this. Leave me alone, ghosts. But paranormal things do happen to me, and often, unfortunately. That seems to be the case with anybody that's sensitive to these things. <laughs> They're like, thanks for the gift. You can have it back. I don't want this. <laughs> Octavia Spencer. During a December 2021 appearance on the Ellen DeGeneres show, the Oscar winner claimed that her house is haunted by a ghost of a late movie star. I grew up watching westerns, and I bought this house, and it was owned by a guy who did westerns, so I must have been a fan of his, she told the comedian. I think he is my protector. I love him because he's kind of sorts out the bad people that shouldn't be there, and he runs them out. The Ma actress said that visitors sometimes don't want to come back after staying with her, but she sees it as a test. That's how I know that they don't belong here. Because if you're a person that belongs here, everyone is like, oh, your place is so welcoming. It's so great, she explained. Spencer joked that the spectral presence gets upset when she's away from home. When I leave for a long time, he's a little shady. 
The doors close, the lights go off when I turn them on. She continued, I love my ghost. I just don't want you bringing your ghost into my house. I don't want anybody thinking, anybody's ghost thinking they can be friends with my ghost because my ghost can haunt me, but he doesn't haunt me. We have boundaries. It seems like why is the late late shows or any of the nighttime uh, specials usually when people are confessing these things? Eric Bana. The actor told Us Weekly that the crew from his 2014 horror flick, Deliver Us from Evil, experienced a haunting on set while shooting the movie. I know for a fact the makeup special effects team had some truly scary things occurring, Bana told us. They had a ghost in their workshop, and they abso there's absolutely no doubt. It got to the point where some of them would slip on the floor, and they could no longer sleep there. There was no chance. I can't tell if they meant sleep on the floor. It got to the point where some of them would sleep on the floor. They could no longer sleep there. There was no chance, or they would actually slip on the floor, and they couldn't sleep there. I don't know. That was confusing. <laughs> Cynthia Rowley. The designer recalled a terrifying incident related to her Greenwich, Connecticut estate on celebrity ghost stories. The feeling in this house was much more ghost-like, she said, adding that she would see this sort of apparition in the corner of the room and a lady wearing a scarf over her face. One holiday season, Rowley escaped a fire in the home. The local fire chief later told her that the woman who once owned the mansion was the diamond match heiress who was badly burned in a blaze. Susan Boyle. The I Dreamed a Dream singer claimed in 2011 interview with The Sun that she'd seen her late mother's spirit. Her energy is still there. I've absolutely seen my mother in the house, she told the British tabloid. I think she was letting me know she was all right. There was a lovely smell as well. Carrie Fisher. The Star Wars actress recalled the death of a close friend, a Republican operative named Greg Stevens, who overdosed in her mansion many years ago. Lights would go on and off, and I have this toy machine that when you touched it, it would say, F you, eat, urine. Fisher told Vanity Fair in 2006, and it would go off in the night by itself in my closet. Eventually, Fisher's friends arranged an exorcist in the house, and after that, things were fine. I wonder if the toy was supposed to say F you and eat S and urine A, or if it was just saying that. Because if it was just saying that and it wasn't programmed to say that, I, that would freak me out even more. Right? Jillian Alexander. The X-Files actress participated in a Reddit AMA where she said she believes in an alternate universe and has even felt its presence. I've definitely felt other spirits. I'm quite sensitive to it. And yes, it's not something you can really talk about with too many people, especially not me. Joan Rivers. The late comedian told Larry King that after moving into her Manhattan apartment, she was always cold and her dog refused to enter the home. You felt awful and scary and things were locked and that shouldn't be locked. I used to say, this is stupid. This is nonsense. There's a, re there's a reason for this. And then at one point you'd say, you cannot say that anymore. Something is going on here. The reason? This lady had died in the apartment. She was just angry. Hillary Clinton. Washington Post political reporter Bob Woodward recalled a particular incident in his book, The Choice, from 1995, when then-First Lady Hillary Clinton consulted the spirit of Eleanor Roosevelt. According to Woodward, spiritual advisor Jean Houston was called to the White House to help Clinton reach out to the late Lady Roosevelt, who spoke through Politico at one point. I was misunderstood, Clinton said at one point, as a conduit for Roosevelt. 
James Valentine. Maroon 5's guitarist claimed he saw a ghost in the L.A. country home of Harry Houdini. I was the only one who ever stayed there the entire time, Valentine said on A&E's private sessions in 2008, while the rest of his bandmates, including Adam Levine, refused. One night, I was there with my girlfriend at the time, and we were about to go to bed, he recalled. She went upstairs. That w- There was a hallway that went up to the second and third floors, and I saw someone walk up. No one was there. The Grammy winner moved into a 10-bedroom, $6 million home in Sussex, England in 2012, but the home reportedly gave the singer a big scare. According to The Sun, the performer told a friend of her home, which used to be a convent, gave her the creeps after she heard strange noises. The Someone Like You singer reportedly hired around-the-clock security personnel to help her sleep at night in peace and safety. I would too if I had that money. (laughs) All right, Lady Gaga. The pop star told Harper Bazaar UK that the ghost of Alexander McQueen helped her write her smash hit Born This Way after his suicide. I think he planned the whole thing right after he died. I wrote Born This Way. I think he's up in heaven with fashion strings in his hand, marionetting away, playing this whole thing. Let's take a break and get into some more spooky stories. We're over at savannahnow.com where they have an article by Christopher Berenato. Actual paranormal activity haunted the locally filmed horror movie A Savannah, A Savannah Haunting. Savannah has always been a hotbed of paranormal activity, with the entire tourist industry built on its haunted reputation, so it's baffling that there are almost no horror films set or shot there. Fortunately, the dearth of locally grown horror has been addressed by actor Willem Mark McCullough, who recently wrote and directed A Savannah Haunting, a suspenseful supernatural drama that was not only shot in Savannah, but was inspired by true true events. I've been making a living as an actor for 10 years, and I worked several times in Savannah, said McCullough. It shocked me the number of films shot in Savannah that stand in as different locations. The fact that I don't know any horror film that's shot in Savannah and uses Savannah as the actual location, it just blows me away. A Savannah Haunting, starring Gina Shaw, Dean West, Tommy Rose, and Anne Harriet Pittman, is about a mother struggling with guilt over the tragic death of her daughter. Her family moves to Savannah from California to escape the terrible memories, but once they are in their new home, the mother believes that she is being haunted by her dead daughter. A Savannah Haunting has been touring the festival circuit and making its next stop at the SCAD Savannah Film Festival as part of its After Dark Countdown to Halloween program. So far, the film has been scaring audiences and earning accolades at 23 festivals around the world. We've been very happy, and I think for me, what I'm most proud of is we've won quite a few Best Film Awards, beating out straight dramas, said McCullough. Our actors have won quite a few Best Lead Actress, Best Lead Actor, Best Supporting Actor, and that's pretty unusual for a horror film. Part of the mystique of A Savannah Haunting is that it was inspired by and shot in McCullough's home in Savannah, which has experienced decades of supernatural occurrences. McCullough's father acquired the home in the 1970s. Although his parents were divorced, he lived mostly with his mother. McCullough would regularly visit and stay with his father. There was always weird and creepy things that would happen, and we'd always knew something was off about the house, recalled McCullough. 
What was interesting was at the time, as time went by, whatever was in the house got more intense. McCullough left Savannah when he was in high school and attended law school in Washington, D.C., and pursued an acting career in Los Angeles. When he returned to Savannah several years ago, it was the first time he spent an extended period of time in the house since he was a kid, and the experience was terrifying. It had gotten so bad at one point, I wouldn't walk upstairs in the middle of the day by myself, said McCullough. When McCullough's business partner, Alexis Nelson, came to visit the house, she had a horrible experience and encouraged McCullough to write a script based on his haunted house. A Savannah Haunting was set to start filming last March when the COVID-19 pandemic began and postponed production days before cameras were start to start rolling. Filming picked up again in August and the Savannah Haunting became one of the first films to be shot under COVID protocols, which naturally posed new challenges. For example, hiring extras was impossible. Any extras in the film were actually crew members since the budget did not account for the amount of COVID testing they would have to regularly be done. Filming in an actual haunted house presented other complications. When we got sh shut down for COVID, we decided to shoot a documentary about the history of the house and the haunting, said McCullough. We interviewed my family, friends, and visitors. We brought in mediums, a voodoo priestess, a paranormal investigation team, and then we cover. As we start to film all the obstacles and challenges to trying to shoot in an active haunted house, we had several crew members and cast threatened to quit because of the experiences they were going through. Spooky incidents experienced by the cast and crew included tools disappearing, lights going on and off, and things reaching out and grabbing them. For me as the director, it was challenging, and obviously we didn't want to lose our cast and crew, but at the same time, it brought this authenticity to the set. We cast really good actors, but I think having them in a home that was actively haunted gave them so much for them to act with. I think that's one of the reasons they're getting so many acting awards. They're amazing actors, but I think putting them in real situation really fed their creative juices and helped them deliver really powerful performances. Before filming, McCullough brought in experts to investigate the haunting and cleanse any malignant spirits. What they all said was it was a multitude of things going on in the home. It wasn't just one thing. There was actually one thing in the house that was dangerous, and many people could feel it. The thing we got out of the house. There's still stuff there, but it doesn't scare me in the middle of the day to walk upstairs now. McCullough may have unconsciously absorbed some paranormal energy while living at the house. It had unexpected influence on his writing. According to experts, the house wasn't haunted so much as the land it was built on. I wrote the script in the house, and there are things that I wrote that I totally made up. It's a fictional piece. Then we bring in historians for the documentary and find out a lot of the things I had written were actually turned out to be true. A big part of the story is about the Civil War past and dealing with slavery, and I didn't know the property once had a plantation that burned down. There were several things like that that I put into the script not knowing they were actually based on fact. A Savannah Haunting is the perfect film for audiences to watch this Halloween season. McCullough had his has had an exciting career in film and television so far. A Savannah Haunting is a very personal project that he's particularly proud of. Even though it is really challenging to, and required massive amounts of time and energy and focus, it's probably the film I'm most thrilled about, said McCullough. For me, using the house that my dad lived in, my family lived in, and telling the story and having so many friends and families, folks who came forward to help do the movie, 
When I watch the film, it really touches me. It's a horror film that touches me on a personal level. All the folks that came together to put that film on screen. This is kind of the... This is an article from Viral Nova. And it's kind of what I am thinking about whenever I think of things caused by TV shows and movies using real spells and stuff like that. Um, and we'll get into that in a minute. But this article is called Nine Real-Life Ghost Encounters People Have Had After Watching Scary Movies. Because you're, you're never alone when watching a scary movie. Uh, the parents, the real family that the films were based on, came to the set one day. When they went home, Carolyn Perrin felt a strange presence push her to the ground. They got rid of it, and now they're antagonizing it to happen again kind of thing. It's almost like tempting it. Like, we're still interested. All right. Number two. Nancy P. told the Weekend Weird about the chilling nightly visitors she had to entertain after watching The Conjuring 2. I wanted to send an email to let you know that strange things have started happening in my house after my husband and I watched The Conjuring 2. Everything was fine until the end of the movie when Lorraine said the name Valak. As soon as she said the name, our back door swung open and it sounded like someone came running into the house. When my husband went into the kitchen to check, there was no one there. For the last three days, we have heard knocking on our walls at night and the sound of someone walking up our stairs. I know it is because of that movie, and we're already talking about calling a priest over for a blessing on the house. There's something wrong with that movie. Maria B. and her family were plagued by a destructive phantom after they watched The Conjuring 2 as well. Just wanted to throw this out there. Last night we watched part of The Conjuring 2. Not all of it, since my son was scared already. My husband went to go put my son off to bed and slept with him. At almost 3 a.m., my husband came back to our room. He lies down in bed. In our closet, we hear a sound of dishes breaking. My husband gets up, turns on the light, and the pictures of us married, the beautiful picture frame it stood in, was broken in two. I should not have agreed to watch that movie. All my stuff in my closet is put away so neatly. I'm still trying to understand how it could have flown and broken like that. Sorry to have bugged you, just thought you should know. People should not watch that movie. Gina Frost from the UK suffered through 40 years of terrifying hallucinations after watching The Exorcist as a teenager. Just one week later, I was in my bedroom and I began seeing rats running up and down the walls. I ended up locking myself in the bedroom for weeks because I was so petrified. I thought I was going mad. It took me about nine weeks before I felt like I could go back into the world. Ever since then, I've been experiencing awful hallucinations that make me sick. I hallucinate about my own death. It's like I'm watching a film in my head where I'm being ripped apart and tortured. It's enough to turn anyone's stomach and make me feel ill. The hallucinations have taken over my life when it comes to social situations. Ever since I was 18, I've tried to avoid being in social situations, just in case I have a hallucination. Between the ages of 18 and 39, the hallucinations were erratic. But over the past 10 years, they have gotten worse. At one point, I have had up to three hallucinations a week, each one lasting three minutes. I haven't been able to watch a horror film since. After people were inside a theater in Rome to watch The Exorcist, lightning struck a nearby church and left the shape of a cross on the ground below. This film also caused many people to pass out and vomit while watching it that night. Many creepy things also happened during the making of the movie. Several actors and their family members, including relevant of the crew died shortly after the filming was finished and multiple fires broke out on set. Number six, 
Jennifer Carpenter, star of The Exorcist by em of Emily Rose, believes that she was followed home by some kind of entity during the making of the movie. In the middle of the night, or in the middle of watching The Conjuring 2, Joanne P. and her family heard terrifying screams that weren't part of the movie. We were watching The Conjuring 2, and my family paused it while I was, went to my bedroom to change into my pajamas. As soon as I walked in my bedroom, I could hear loud screaming. I thought they turned the TV up really loud in the living room, then realized it was coming through my bedroom TV speaker. There was nothing on on my TV. My two sons, grandson, and son's girlfriend all witnessed it. Needless to say, we stopped watching the movie. Number eight, actress Jo Beth Williams said that during the filming of Poltergeist, she found the pictures on her walls hanging crookedly every night, even though she fixed them every time. It was believed that real human skeletons were used in the film and that this cursed everyone associated with it. But I think that's been debunked since. And then also associated with that one is composer Christoph Komita also passed one passed away one year after the release due to a brain aneurysm, just like one of the characters does in the movie. So that's kind of what I'm looking at is like creepy stuff that's happened while filming or as a cause of the movie or anything like that, because I do think that kind of thing attracts spirits. They're like, hey, what's going on? Oh, you're calling my name? Okay, I'll come check this out. And it might not be specifically the demons that they're talking about, but I do think entertaining it kind of opens up the circle or opens up the door of like, it lets in tricksters and malevolent spirits, you know? You don't know what you're letting in. All right, so I digress. Let's talk about Unilad.com, where they have an article by Gregory Robinson called Russell Crowe Had Creepy Paranormal Experience While Filming New Horror Movie. From the mysterious claw marks, the Conjuring star Vera Formica Farmiga found on her computer screen to the fire on the set of The Exorcist that caused the McNeil family house to burn down, except Reagan's room. It almost sounds scarier than the films themselves. Now Russell Crowe has seemingly added his own strange experience while filming his very first horror movie. The Oscar winner stars as the late Italian Catholic priest and exorcist Gabriel Armoth in the new terrifying film, the Pope's Exorcist. In a cross between The Exorcist and The Da Vinci Code, Armoth, who is described by producer Michael Patrick Kazmarek as the James Bond of Exorcist, investigates a young boy's terrifying possessions and ends up uncovering a conspiracy that the Vatican has tried to keep hidden for centuries. During a chat with Unilad about the new film, Crow revealed that he found some extremely strange something extremely strange outside his house over the course of filming. I think we are all aware of keeping ourselves sane through the course of the shoot, he said. There were certainly little strange coincidental things happening whenever you, you've got to keep your balance with that. I arrived home once and there was a dead bird in the center of the doorway of the house I was staying in, and birds are quite symbolic within the movie. The 59-year-old film star concluded with a laugh, but I rationalized that a different way in my head that there must be some creature in the woods around here where I was living that realized I had gone away for a few days it was leaving me a welcome home gift. We can only hope. The Gladiator star said that he was very superstitious and he doesn't like horror films. I'm not a horror fan at all, he confesses. I don't like scary movies. I like movies like The Princess Bride and things like that. So I'm not a horror fan. So why has Crow decidedly 
star in the Pope's Exorcist, you ask? It's all because of Armoth's incredible real-life story. Born in the town of Modena, in north of Italy, in 1925, the same place known for being the hub of Ferrari, he had a religious calling at an early age. But when he was 17, he was told by a senior priest he was too young to become a priest and was sent away. During World War II, Armoth was recruited into the Italian army, but soon switched sides because of partisan in the fight against the fascists and Nazis. At the end of the war, he went to law school, but his calling never left him. In 1951, Armoth was ordained in the priesthood, and by 1986, Rome assigned him to assist Father Candino Armantini, then the Vatican's chief exorcist. In 1990, Armoth established the International Association of Exorcists, and two years later, when Father Armanti died, Armoth moved from apprentice to chief exorcist. What drew me into this, though, is the life story of this man, Crow tells Unilad. He had a very interesting life, and I was hoping if we could get at least some of that on screen, it would be a good piece of information. All right, we go over to The Wrap, where they have an article called Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, star Tati Gabrielle was just as scared filming as you are watching. We were like genuinely terrified and a little freaked out by what we were doing, the actress tells The Wrap. All right, let's jump on into this article. Let's see, Ashley Butcher wrote this. If you're a little freaked out by what happens in Netflix's new horror series, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, you're not alone. Star Tati Gabrielle, who plays Sabrina, or who plays Sabrina's nemesis, Prudence, says that some of these bewitching scenes were genuinely terrifying to shoot. Gabrielle, although she plays a witch on Sabrina, is self-described as being horrible when it comes to horror things. Just how horrible? Like, Jurassic Park's not even a horror film, and I couldn't even watch it until I was 16 because I was so terrified. Of the crazy scenes in Sabrina, we won't go into much details to avoid spoilers. Gabrielle says the craziest to film was a ritual scene with her fellow weird sister, Agatha. It gave her, me literal chills. The 100 alum said... Adding that a lot of the spells and things that we do are actually real spells that they've pulled from, like, the Wiccan faith. It was kind of, like, wild, yeah, to be, like, a literal ritual with real symbols everywhere and real spells happening, she said. Luckily, however, using real-life spells didn't cause any real-life problems for the cast and crew. We've never had, like, exorcist-type incidents or little weird things happen around the set, like, thank God. Gabrielle continued, though she did say that walking through the Spellman house by herself creeped her out every time. If I have to cross through one set to get to another, I'm by myself, I will literally like run, terrified, like through the set into the next one. Thankfully, Gabrielle worked out a good palate cleanser for those super scary scenes. Some of those nights, I would go home and watch Family Guy for a bit, she said, and just kind of decompress, get back to the lighter side of life. I tell myself, it's not real. It's not real. You're going to be fine. So who was the bravest on the spooky set? Fittingly, the series titular star. Well, Kiernan is like the hardest person to scare. 
I think that's the person that plays uh, Sabrina, maybe? Case in point, in season one's opening scene, Sabrina and Harvey, which is Ross Lynch, are watching an old horror movie. And Sabrina is laughing and eating popcorn while everyone around her is visibly scared. That is literally Kiernan. And this article was written back in 2018. So that's when the film was, or the show was still new. Um, so that's what I've heard about them, uh, you know, real life spells scaring some of the cast. Let's see, this one was also written in 2019. All right, this is from Refinery29. And Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, Real Spells, Scared Cast. The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina dabbles in satanic worship, possessions, visions, plagues, and blood curses. And it's just the first episode. Or, and that's just the first episode. The creators of Netflix's spookiest new show really meant it when they said there were going to be a dark adaptation to the original Archie comic, and didn't cut corners when it came to bringing the magic to screen. The characters in the series chant real spells and battle dark forces drawn from actual history, to the point that the cast members themselves were often fearful that something otherworldly would follow them off screen. When a group of reporters visited the Vancouver set back in September, production designer Lisa Sofer said they take very careful care and consideration to specific items that we bring in. When speaking about many props that are tucked away all over the set, Soper herself is pagan, an umbrella term for religions that fall outside of the main world religions, so it includes neo-pagan religions like Wicca. All the writers and myself are very sticklery on the pagan rituals, she assured the group, promising that their decisions come from actual history. Even when the witchcraft isn't happening on screen, the background of scenes contain nods to the occult, including real spells carved over doorways and into walls. This type of authenticity is what makes the show stand out, but once the camera stopped rolling, an eerie feeling pervaded the set. Tati Gabrielle, who plays Prudence, one of the Weird Sisters, was raised Baptist Christian. She doesn't partake in some of the set's inside jokes, such as saying, Hail Satan, instead of bless you, when someone sneezes. It's hard for her to convince herself that they're all playing pretend when the spells they're saying are real. I'd do smudging just to clear my energy when we'd step off. She laughs, like, let's leave that behind. We did this ritual for Agatha's sacrifice. That was the one I was like, okay guys, this really is not okay. We're calling on some really dark stuff here, and we've even done some spells that are real. I've looked up everything, of course, I do it with full conviction. To try and reverse any potential damage, Gabrielle keeps Sage and Palo Santo in her dressing room. I do smudging just to keep my energy clear when we step off. Like, let's leave that behind. The aura of witchcraft follows the cast for the entirety of filming, even when they ventured beyond the Vancouver set. Lucy Davis, who plays Aunt Hilda, has always had experiences with the supernatural, and has even channeled her ability to communicate with energies and spirits into a practice called reconnective healing. She had a number of clients who hoped the exposure can elicit physical, mental, and emotional changes in their health. She told reporters a story about an unnamed cast member who, along with a few other cast members, sought out a psychic during filming and was giving an uncanny message. The psychic was giving readings, and she was said to one of the cast, You need healing from Hilda. 
Davis remembered. I was fascinated. We've never done it, but we still need to. The cast is currently filming the second season of the show. Obviously, this is written a couple years ago, um, which was ordered by Netflix along with the first and have no break from the day-to-day witchiness that is haunting them. It seems the only person who isn't affected is Sabrina Spellman herself. I'm notoriously pretty hard to scare, Kiernan Shipka said with a smile. But just remember, this is the only beginning of the Sabrina story. Alright, I wanted to highlight that one because it is a fascinating show. But one thing one of my Christian friends told me one time is whenever they're saying all this Latin and all this stuff and it's coming into your living room, of course there's no intention from you behind it, but it's still being spoken in a room that you're in. Um... And I'm not sure how much, you know, protects the day-to-day person that is coming out of their TV. You may agree or disagree with me on this, but maybe this will give you some understanding. But this is also just my personal opinion. But when we watch or look up paranormal things, we almost open ourselves up to it. I almost want to say it's like we're inviting something in a way, granted, we're not allowed to we're not allowing it into our space by verbally giving it permission, but we're showing an interest in the paranormal. Hopefully, if it was a spirit, it was just one of love and light, and it just wants to connect with a believer. Also, when you are looking up, reading, watching anything paranormal, watch your intentions. Bad intentions attract evil, and good intentions with love and light attract good. Hope that helps. Someone else wrote, Sorry for the late reply, but I believe this too. My brother likes to look at a lot of paranormal activity videos, He experiences the kind of things a lot more than what I do. Sometimes he hears things in the house. His baby also cries a lot at night, for like no reason given. And it's like it's something was bothering his baby. And other times he wakes up with scratches on his back and he doesn't know how he gets them. I think this is very true, like opening a door for those things. Just like a Ouija board, but not as bad. But it's like like inviting those things over. My cousin is the same way. He likes to look at a lot of paranormal things. And since he spends a lot of his time at home by himself, when his parents are gone, he's listening to a lot of things that happen around the house, like basketballs bouncing at the top of the stairs or chairs moving even though there's literally no one else at the house. He also has other things like a Ouija board and items and stuff that's kind of paranormal. He's always looking into that, right? Somebody's saying that it was probably a mouse in their trash can. Somebody said, I've heard a lot of people having stuff happen while watching paranormal shows. I do hear at my house too, but I can never find an explanation for sounds I hear. I know how freaky that can be. Just don't be scared. I repeat to myself when I hear sounds, hell, sometimes I go, hi, I hear you. Right after I typed this, my bed creaked like someone was lying there. We go over to culturist.com where they have an article American Horror Story, Teza Farmiga had some in real life paranormal activity by Amanda Steele. Teza Farmiga had an experience while filming Coven in New Orleans that left her wondering if she had an encounter with the supernatural. The premiere of American Horror Story Apocalypse is drawing near. It's September 12th, and Teza Farmiga is set to appear in the eighth season. She has been confirmed to be returning as Violet Harmon from Murder House, and Zoe Benson from Coven. Farmiga is also plays a leading role in the upcoming movie, The Nun. 
she has shown herself to be an icon of horror in these past few years. In an interview with Bloody Disgusting, Formiga talked about her experience filming Coven in 2013. During that time, she played the character of Zoe Benson, and she talks about how she had a terrifying night when she feels she encountered the supernatural. Farmiga suggests that Emma Roberts, another horror star, who has featured in both American Horror Story and Scream Queens, started messing with her head and maybe opened the idea up of some sort of haunting event. I'm living in this old warehouse and there's that's been turned into loft apartments. We have to chant in Latin again, and Emma Roberts turned to me in the hair and makeup trailer and said, she's like, so are you? Are you scared? I was like, what do you mean? No, like, I know my lines, I'm good. She's like, no, 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 we're chanting Latin. So she's the one that opened me up to it. I blame her. This is what Farmiga had to say about the entire experience. We finished shooting, I get home, it's a little after two, and also to point out, Vera, my sister, just recently told me she was doing research for The Conjuring. She told me the witching hour are around 3 a.m. So I was excited to go to bed before that. So I'm passing out, I'm laying in bed, I go to sleep. I'm passing out and it's like when you lay in bed and you can't fall asleep. So I'm like just closing my eyes, just so close to being in dreamland. And all of a sudden I'm wide awake. My eyes aren't open, but I feel wide awake and I hear someone walking, you know, on the floorboards when you hear it creak. This sound like the start of a horror movie incident. And there's nothing as creepy as being alone in the middle of the night and hearing creaky floorboards. Farmiga went on to explain that as she slept on the bed, she could feel someone grab the covers and pull them and pull on them. She started to freak out and hurriedly hurried to turn on the light. But when she did, there was nothing there. Naturally, she couldn't sleep through the rest of the night and ended up sleeping the next night downstairs. Who can say whether there were bad spirits around during the filming of Coven? But it sounds like the experience was not a pleasant one. We can imagine that getting in the headspace of these characters in some of these scenes and being in New Orleans to set the mood could really mess with your head. American Horror Stories Gabori Sidibi Spooked by Coven's Latin Chant by Nicole Mormon. The leading ladies from FX's American Horror Story anthology gathered Tuesday to spill secrets and horror stories from the set of the Ryan Murphy anthology during a panel promoting the series during, uh, for members of the Television Academy. While details were scarce about Season 5's upcoming hotel, the cast had no qualms about disclosing numerous behind-the-scenes secrets during the past four seasons, including one tale about an incident that rattled star Gaborne Sidibe more than anyone else during production. I was in the hair and makeup trailer with one of the makeup artists, and we heard scratching, like someone was trying to get in our trailer. Sidibe said, of the scary moment during the season three's coven, I turned to the lady and I was like, pray, pray right now. That came after Sidibe learned to recite a Latin chant meant to summon Papa Legba, a supernatural deity who serves as a gatekeeper between the physical and spiritual realm during coven's go to hell episode. Although the playing the convincing fearless queenie, Sidibe's insists she quotes the opposite I'm scared of everything and everyone, she admitted. Her fears came to life on set and started with the light fixture that began to shake during the filming of the chanting scene. It would stop and then start again. People were like, oh, it's Papa Legba. And I was like, shut up, you guys. Words have power. The actress recalled how she couldn't move 
her back when she tried to get up, but she remained mum because production was threatening to shut down because I was so freaked out. Then when filming was moved across the hall to film a few more takes of the chanting, the weirdness intensified as the light fixture crashed to the ground while she was reciting the lines. But the strangest, strangest occurrence, Sadibi said, was when she felt her finger move up her chin. We were shooting close up and the finger kept moving up. All of a sudden it was on my lip, or it was in my lip. It became five times bigger, her lip I mean. That's when production finally decided to stop shooting and Sadibi returned to the hair and makeup trailer. As she heard the eerie scratching noises outside, the medic came and told her she needed to go to the hospital ASAP. By 11 p.m. though, Sidibi wasn't having it. Instead, she requested the doctor visit her home as well as that of another guest too. I called my friend who's Catholic and she gave me St. Michael's prayer. It went away once she prayed. However, Sidibe felt the weird finger again when she had to recite the chant once more for the season's final episode. Sidibe said that this time the finger moved down her forehead to her upper lip, where its touch had a similar effect as before. And the only thing that was the same were those Papa Legba words. That right there, <laughs> that right there, I would be done. <laughs> I would be like, I can't handle this. This is crazy. But yeah, that is insane. All right, let's go over to uh, grunge.com where they have bizarre things that happened on the set of American Horror Story. All right, there was, it's, the first one is talking about Gaborni, or, or Gabori Sidibe, who played Queenie. Um, she and her co-stars getting in a bar brawl over a glitter, glitter bomb incident. She was also severely freaked out by all the witch chants she and her co-stars were expected to summon spirits on screen. Basically everything that she just said about her swelling lip and the makeup trailer and the light crashing, all of that. Alright, everybody hates Twisty. Given how skilled John Carroll Lynch is with a nefarious character, especially in American Horror Story appearances, it's not too surprising that some of the crew got a little spooked by the sight of him in his Twisty the Clown gear for American Horror Story Freak Show. Lynch didn't expect to become a full-on pariah, but the crew constantly avoided him when he was in costume. As he told Cinema Blend, there was a scene in the first episode where Jimmy murdered the police officer and they were dismantling the body and Twisty was watching. So I was over there late at night on my own when I finished my sequence. I was walking by everyone. I can't remember who said it, but one of the actors standing there said, man, you were really creeping me out. For what it's worth, Lynch later said that he didn't take it as personal affront, but instead attributed the discomfort to someone's general dislike of clowns. Exiting stage left, the makeup and hair transformation that Naomi Grossman went through to become Pepper from American Horror Story was rigorous, to say the least. In fact, she ended up looking so distinct from her prosthetic free self that she was once even escorted off the set by a security because they didn't recognize her as a cast member of Asylum. Grossman also told the Huffington Post, for a very long time before the show aired, she would hide me behind a shroud when I was walking around the lot because everything was a secret. So yes, at first it was very uncomfortable. People didn't want to stare. Presumably by that time she reprised her role in Freak Show, people got used to seeing both Naomi and her on-screen alter 
Ego Pepper looming around the set. There is another one. Uh, this comes from The Vulture, New York Magazine, I guess. It really sounds like Anna de Armas was haunted by Marilyn Monroe by Zoe Guy. Lady Gaga perfected the art of press tour while promoting House of Gucci, and Anna de Armas was clearly taking notes for Blonde. In the run-up to de Armas Blonde, a fictional Marilyn Monroe biopic, based on the Joyce Carol Oates novel of the same name, the actor has repeatedly expressed that she was, possibly still is, in the presence of Monroe's spirit. Over the course of multiple interviews and cover stories, she has regaled us with tales of hauntings and possessions and telekinesis done at the hands of Monroe, who she plays in the movie, and is quite interesting to hear and a distraction from gestures that tweets about the film. Can de arms were haunted anecdotes guarantee that people talking even more about the controversial film? It looks like Marilyn Monroe's ghost visited the blonde set. The ghost also threw things off the wall when she got mad. And the director had had the set have seance, said the set had seance energy. De Armas felt Monroe in her body. De Armas didn't just feel Monroe. Dominic alluded to full-on possession. There was an ineffable quality about De Armas that made the whole shebang click into place, Dominic said in his of his lead. Something shifted when we found her, he explained, before describing the actor's ability to channel her frustration into her character on the screen test. It was just so obvious. She had this thing that the reason why the movie happened, the thing could be possession, which he also hinted at in the comments about production. He never called cut, so Armas could just surprise him, hoping she would get lost in the moment. She tried to surprise herself, and always the best takes are the ones where the actors say, I don't know what I just did. Sounds kind of like, uh, you know, Beyonce's Sasha Fierce, you know? That's her up there doing that. <laughs> I can't make that move. This again is from People.com. Joey King had blood disorder on Conjuring set that went away after filming. Weird things happened. Joey King felt physically haunted while making a horror movie as a child. The in-between actress, 22, call, recalled on The Drew Barrymore Show how when she was filming the 2013 film The Conjuring, she developed a blood disorder that required daily hospital checkups. However, once she finished filming and went home, the condition faded away. Is it true that when you were on The Conjuring that you got like um, physical stuff happened to you? Asked host Barrymore said King, it was pretty intense. Some weird things happened on the set, along with the movie being scary, it's true. I developed this bizarre, rare, out-of-nowhere blood disorder, and basically my body, like all the red platelets from my body were like drained. They were just gone. So I had a high risk of internal bleeding, and I was potentially going to need a blood transfusion. It was so dramatic, she continued. So I had to, every day before work and every day after work, go to the hospital and get my blood taken. Then, all of a sudden, I got home, and I never had a problem with my blood since. Barrymore shouted to the audience, Don't you think that's crazy? I think it's crazy. King added that when she thinks about the story, I just shudder a little bit. King told Howard Stern back in 2020 about being physically affected while making the movie as a 12-year-old, having unexplained bruises show up on her body, 
Doctors had told her she'd been blood-thinning condition called ITP, she explained. That movie messed me up for my whole life, she joked at the time, adding that the story is truly the root of why I'm so scared of that movie. All right, let's take a break. All right, so in talking about all these things that happened because of horror movies and TV shows and putting actual spells into the work and, I don't know, just opening yourself up to the possibility that this stuff is real. Um, I have always said, you know, and I learned it from my mom growing up, of course, Southern, superstitious, all the, all the works, Christian. Um, you know, belief gives things power. Belief makes things possible. And um, just like the Bloody Mary trend, uh, my mom was always like, if you don't believe in it, nothing's going to happen. But if you believe in it, you're basically opening a door for something to happen. You're saying, I'm open. I'm open to it. And certain vibrations and things, you know, are attracted to that openness and that <laughs> unspoken invitation. You know? So I don't know. I like to keep an open mind, as you guys know, about a lot of these things. And I do think that some of these coincidences are a little too close for comfort to call them coincidences, you know, of things that happen to the actors or just in general, all the hype around the curses that seem to happen around some of these movies um, and TV shows. So I don't know. I would just put a disclaimer out there to be careful what you allow in your space. Um, whenever you do have like these TV shows on, I don't know, like lately, I it, it's almost annoying whenever somebody starts speaking Latin on the show, even if they're a witch casting a spell, it's kind of like, yeah, I get it, you're casting a spell, but like, <laughs> I don't want you quoting Latin into my living room while I'm chilling on a Sunday, okay? <laughs> like, chill out with that. Um, especially like American Horror Story using an actual chant to summon Papa Legba. Um, you're playing with fire. I mean, we've all heard of the girl that supposedly was on social media uh, trying to, you know, brag about how she summoned Papa Legba and she saw him and all this stuff. And then she got freaked out and then she ended up dead. You know, that was in the news, you know, in the past couple of years. And it's like, yeah, you played with fire. You got burned. Like, I'm not saying anybody deserves to die, but I also say that you should treat this stuff with respect and maybe not uh, play with stuff. I've, I heard one listener one time from one of my episodes way back in the day uh, say that stuff would start falling in the warehouse while he was listening to my podcast. And I'd be like, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure what story I told that caused that, but like, you might want to cleanse your space, <laughs> protect yourself. But I digress. Thank you for listening to today's episode. To me, it's it's pretty fascinating. Uh, not only that, you know, celebrities and stuff like that, just like us, the common person, you know, they believe in ghosts and they've had their ghostly encounters as well. They're not left untouched by that. And then also... The fascinating things that have happened on horror scenes and TV shows and movies. All in the name of entertainment. So yeah, I'm going to go process all that. <laughs> Again, thank you for listening to my show. 
be sure to follow us on the Facebook at PS Spooky Shiz, Paranormal Stories and Spooky Shiz. Um, it's a great way to connect with me and send me your stories for future episodes. And yeah, stay spooky, my friends. <laughs>